0: Welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. My name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us. And we are thrilled to be joined for the rest of the show. Uh, I love, as you know, on the show, one of our favorite things to do is to get to know other local pastors in the Chicagoland, doing great ministry in the Chicagoland, people just uh, that you need to meet and you need to know. Not everything's bad news out there, right? So you want to meet the people who are doing the Lord's work in the Chicagoland. And I've got in studio... Two people, Lou Ramos, lead pastor at Storehouse Church, and Jesus Jarena, uh, National Director of Programming for the National Youth Advocate Program. And so that's what we're going to end up talking about, the National Youth Advocate Program. But first of all, guys, welcome. And uh, we'd just love to hear your stories. I know our stories can go on for hours. so I'm going to ask for the abbreviated version, but just who you are,
1: how you got to where you are. Let's start with you, Lou. Sure. Thanks for having me, and our I'm excited pleasure. to be here with you all. Ironically enough, uh, I started my uh, career right out of college for Homeland Security doing investigation work. Wow. So then it took a long time as when God starts tugging your heart, about three years, and then little did I know my wife was mm-hmm. feeling the same thing, but she didn't want to influence me. I'm like, why <laughs> didn't you tell me? She like, no, we got to <laughs> do something for God. And we decided to launch Storehouse Church mm. 18 years ago in the city of Chicago wow. with a small group of about 20 young adults. And it's grown and it's still going. And our DNA is... Uh, Engaging with the community. Nice. And one of our slogans in church is no perfect people allowed because Mm. we're all in this journey. Mm. So we're big on community engagement, working with the mayor, the governor, anyone basically that wants to make an impact in our city. That's great. That's great.
0: Jesus, how about you? Tell us your story. What got you to where you are now?
2: All right. So I, um, you know, at an early age, teenage years, came from Puerto Rico to Mm. settle here in in the Chicagoland area. And I... um, been in ministry as a youth pastor for most of my life, mm. and then worship pastor because um, I play play an instrument. So you know, I was playing guitar, and then you know, when you play guitar, you can do anything, That's right? True. Like in a superhero. <laughs> so I so started. I <laughs> started in ministry there in mm. our in our church in Chicago um, is a Latino ministry mm. called Iglesia Rebaño mm. Compañerismo Cristiano, um, and then uh, fifteen years ago we launched our, our Waukegan campus. And um, we are there in Waukegan in uh, the Waukegan Gurney area, northern um, Illinois. Mm. So we've been there. Um, and our, our our slogan too is to engage with the community. We're very involved in our in 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 the footprint of the community that we're in, with um, the housing projects that we mm. have going on over there. A lot with education, and now with the National Youth Advocate Program. That's awesome. Um, helping kids find great
0: homes. Oh, that's great. And Lou. Uh, As a pastor in the city, Mm -hmm. so I'm in the suburbs, I'm out in Downers Grove, right? We've got our own issues, but you know, there's always the Chicago, like what's going on down there. uh, Talk to me as a pastor, how hopeful are you of Chicago? What do you see God doing in Chicago?
1: I would say the, obviously every pastor or business leader out there would agree that uh, COVID really kind of broke everything out of the (laughs) norm per se, but I saw it as an opportunity where the Mm -hmm. city, the mayor, I mean, got to the point, right, or even with the violence and calling out to faith leaders, what can we do? Because mm. what we're doing is not working. So I saw this opportunity where even if the city may be in, you know, so much issues that are developing, we as a body of Christ can come forward and bring solutions, bring a hope. Yeah. So I see it as a as a time of opportunity just mm. to make an impact in just young people or even in, in government at this yeah. moment.
0: Yeah, because like you said, Chicago's got a reputation. Some of it earned, some of it blown out of proportion. Yes. But I love to talk to pastors because you always hear like, no, God's at work. God's doing stuff in the city and uh, and in the suburbs and in Waukee, Absolutely. you know, all around. And, and that's yeah. always exciting to hear. Jesus, you're, as we said, the National Director of Programming for the National Youth Advocate Program. So let's start big scale. What's the National Youth Advocate Program?
2: Yeah. So the National Youth Advocate Program, um, it's a social service organization that focuses on child welfare. Mm. Um, We've been in existence uh, for over 40 years and um, our base is in uh, Watermark, Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, So the focus of of, um, NIAB is to be able to find loving homes for our children here in the United States. Mm. So what we work is we work with different states and their state agencies to be able to license foster parents so that the children um, that, you know, are either removed from the mm-hmm. parents or going through uh, what, quote, unquote, they call the system, right, mm-hmm. um, can find a loving home, can find a home where they can um, function, can find a home where they can um, have the support that they need to go to school, get, it, get educated, find a job, and um, and have that, you know, um, family setup. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we, you know, strive to be able to provide that um, assistance to parents with a lot of education, support, assistance and a great team around people that can, you know, help those parents, you know, care for those.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful organization. That's great. Lou, uh, what's your what are you doing with them? Why are you involved also with the National Youth Advocate Program?
1: At this moment, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm doing is I'm uh, connecting, connecting mm-hmm. pastors, nonprofits, leaders, families not only uh, in the city, but nationally, mm. to be able to connect the uh, churches and faith-based leaders just to uh, be able to be part of this amazing ministry. Yeah. It's not really a program. you know. Yeah, I see it yeah. as a ministry where you can make an impact. And what's amazing is that through helping these families and these children, obviously you can't force religion on them. Right. But if they welcome it, they can very well become part of your community, mm. your church. So. I'm in, uh, excited just to expand and connect, and I'm very uh, vision kingdom yeah, minded. So yeah. I'm loving this season.
0: Oh, that's awesome, Jesus! Why do you believe in this organization? What what gets your blood going about this organization?
2: You know, um, I had a I had a I had a moment in my life where um, I went to a adoption workshop, uh, and this was one of those moments where. You're there, but God's doing something in
0: you. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so, so I'm there at the adoption workshop, and the young lady who's presenting this this workshop is just going on and on and on about adoption and why is it important. And I begin to weep, mm. like not cry, but weep like a mm. baby. Like I remember my wife turning to me and say. What's your problem? This is embarrassing. Yeah. yeah right. okay. <laughs> and my daughter's looking at me like, Are you okay? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I I'm having a moment here. So, you know, driving back home, um, it was like awkward silence in the car, like, what's wrong with that? You know, why was he crying? <laughs> you know, um and it was it was something that that the Lord spoke into my heart mm-hmm. about adoption and I linked it now to fostering. Mm-hmm. Um and is we always consider that as a plan B, mm-hmm. right? Couples mm-hmm. that 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 come in um, and say, "Well, we can't have children, let's adopt," or "We're empty nesters, right. let's adopt," or "You know, we have an extra room, okay, let's let's adopt." Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we looked at the Word of God, adoption wasn't the plan B; it was plan A, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it was that plan that He had from the beginning that we when we fell from the Lord. It was to reconcile us back to him. Yeah. And when I started thinking about that, man, it it kind of changed my 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 perspective on it. And um and now years after that, now I'm I'm involved with with National Youth Advocate Program because um foster fostering should be a plan A mm. because that's when the Lord welcomed us when we didn't deserve it. Right? We didn't deserve to be here. We didn't deserve to. Uh, Walking him, but by his grace, yes, you know we were adopted, we says we're adopted into god's family yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know fostering could be a temporary mm-hmm. thing, it could be a permanent thing, and then for for you know for many families, it could lead to that moment um of adoption, depending on the on the, the state of of where that case that's might right. be, so that's kind of what what's spoken on my heart about this um and then the opportunity that we have to link the church, mm. because everywhere we go, Lou and I, everywhere we go, and we speak with couples and we speak with people, I kid you not, brother, we always find that couple that says, we've been thinking about it, we've been praying about it, <laughs> yeah, and now you're here, so it's, it's that connection that, that we have to make to uh, make this happen.
0: National Youth Advocate Program, for people who weren't listening before, adoption, foster care, um, a lot of people, when they think about foster care, it sounds too difficult. Like I don't want to have to give a child back up, or mm-hmm. this child's gonna to come to me with lots of issues, or I'm sure you've heard all of these. How do you answer them when people ask those types of questions about particularly foster care?
2: So the short answer to that is yes it is, but let's do it. Right? <laughs> so it. to right. to to erase the stigma and and not, you know, have any presumptions and say no, it's easy, you know, no. everybody's beautiful. No, we're we're dealing with we're all at some point in our lives have been or are at this moment mm. broken somehow. And what the National Youth Advocate program is, we put together a team of people that are there to support the foster parent, mm. that are there to support the child. So it is it has it has the 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 difficulties of being licensed, right? Because every state is different and every state has a different um our requirements for that. In Illinois we go through DCFS mm-hmm. and we and we do that licensing process. The benefit to that is that we don't drop an application and says here fill it out, call us when you're ready and um and and we'll do that. There is a licensing support team that will work with gotcha. the family mm-hmm. in you know let's do it by step. Fill out the application. Let's do background checks. Let's do some trainings. So National Youth Advocate Program adopts several models of training on dealing with children that come from hard places or difficult situations. One, it's called Trust-Based Relational Intervention. This is a model that was started at Texas Christian University. Mm. And basically, just to give you a a general idea, what this does is how we can relate to the child, de-escalate, a crisis situation, mm. and have a rational conversation. Mm. Um, the other thing that um, NIAP or National Youth Advocate Program adopts is the CPI model. CPI stands for Crisis Prevention Intervention. Mm. And that, too, also works with our staff, with our foster parents, on how to de-escalate a situation mm. at home or at school or wherever the child may be. So there, are, there's a lot of support. So, That's yeah, great. there is some difficulties to it, of course, because we're dealing with individuals that might have experienced some trauma mm-hmm. but there's a lot of support for that that's so.
0: huge that's huge and that's good to know i'm sure people have to like am i just going to be like a sink or swim good yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so that support is huge lou uh either your church or churches you've seen what what's the impact that
1: uh when churches link to national youth advocate program what have you seen happen in churches there's multiple blessings obviously um I've had members who have always told me, our kids have moved on. We always want to make a difference. So mm-hmm. this is an opportunity. And what I love about it, several people in our church, they um, not only have they began that process of training for fostering, but they've also gotten an opportunity to actually be employed through NIA. Mm. Right here, they got uh, hundreds and hundreds of jobs nationally. So it can actually be a blessing for the members themselves. Yeah, I know I have some uh, members in our church they are single moms. That really don't have the flexibility, let's say, to travel, commute, but the opportunities with Niap are amazing. You can actually have some remote work, mm. youth workers, clinicians, counselors. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, quite a bit of a, a range of opportunities. So it could be a blessing not only loving on these kids but also providing for your own family also. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Jesus, what's the what's what's the length of training? So somebody's listening right now. And they go, "Hey, I want to do this." Uh, what are they signing up for? What's kind of the process?
2: Yeah, so um, you know there are several programs that we could that we could work with, but the length of training could be um, it's about forty hours per year. Mm. Um, so initially, it's not forty hours, but initially they go through uh, training um, on you know um, human trafficking, mm. trauma informed. So the licensing process. Let's talk about Illinois real quick. The licensing yeah. process in Illinois right now could take between ninety. To 120 days, depending on, you know, how fast we get paperwork and then Mm -hmm. we will submit to the state and then we wait on those applications to come back, make sure background checks are cleared. And and then there's several home visits that we have to do Mm -hmm. to make sure that everything is is done. So it's about it's about that time. Um, And then the trainings, uh, the the benefit, right? COVID changed everything. Um, (laughs) The benefit of training is that the trainings are all through Zoom. Oh, wow. Um, and at the convenience of the parents. So they don't have to travel to a location. Mm-hmm. They could just be at home after work. You know, they turn on and it's be in the evenings. And if they work second shift, it'll be in the mornings. So, you know, there's a lot of flexibility uh, to that.
0: Yeah. And I just don't know how it works. So forgive me uh, on this. Can you choose, like, hey, I want to have a baby in the house? Hey, I'd like to have a teenager foster. Like, can you be that specific about what might work best for your family?
2: Absolutely. In Illinois, um, there's something called voice and choice, right? So foster parents could determine the the gender, the age, oh. preference that they have. Um, and then NIAP honors that, right? So, you know, when, when we do the family profile and we work and we say, you know, well, you know, Brian, you know, could have one child and, you know, the family has a preference of a uh, uh, let's say a a boy between the ages of seven and, and 10. So that's the, the, um, your license is, is, um, always from zero to 18, just so that you can have a license open for, for, for that time. But the preference is honored as well.
0: Okay. Uh, Lou, um, so we, on the show in our churches, we talk a lot about the abortion issue, right? Pro-life this and that. And, a lot of times we'll say, hey, but the you'll hear people be like, fine, if church, if you want to be pro life, you got to adopt. You've got to do this. It's kind of a true statement, right? Like, let's get to pastors here. If you are really deeply against abortion and pro life,
1: this is the next step that's kind of an important one to undertake, don't you think? Absolutely. I think uh, this is an amazing opportunity to make an mm. impact. And, you know, we hear that this generation is getting lost, our youth, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, our children going, but. What what a beautiful blessing to be part of, of sowing seeds into mm-hmm. a child's life. Yeah. And in the future, you know, I mean, if you're a pastor, youth pastor, right? Counselor, Sunday school teacher, this is a ministry where you're pouring into them. And then we're believing that they're going to have a brighter future Absolutely. with the Lord, especially in a home. I mean, imagine being in a home that's Christ-centered, loving. You're making a big impact. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Jesus, give everybody all the info they need. Somebody's listening. You've sold them. They're like, I want in. I want to do this. What's the next step for people?
2: Okay. So the next step is to go to our website, www.nyap.org, www.nyap.org. You there, you will find all the information of all the different programs that we have across the country. Mm. And you could, you know, do a search by state also, and then connect with the local office at that particular um, city. Uh, there, there are states that we're not in yet. Um, oh. and, and, I, and I say, yeah, because we're growing, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, th- there's just ways to connect there. So go to that website. In there, you can also fill out an interest form, and then somebody will be in contact with you right. within 24 hours.
0: Great. Again, that website is www.nyap.org, National Youth Advocate Program, NYAP. Dot All right, Lou, before we let you go, sell your church. Someone lives near you. Not sell your church. That sounded better that. Uh, Tell people about your church. Where can they find you? Website? Where are you guys located if they want to come check you
1: out? Definitely. It's a very community-driven church. Uh, you'll probably leave the place like I've never been loved so much. <laughs> so that's part of our DNA. Yeah. We're a community. We're a place that uh, you won't get lost in the crowd. And I always tell people we want to be there for you in the good, in the bad, and the ugly. So we're in Portage Park Mm -hmm. in 5701 West Montrose. So you're in the Chicago area. You're looking for a place to create community. You're welcome to visit us at Storehouse Church Chicago.
0: Great. Again, you can go to storehousechicago.org, storehousechicago.org. And uh, most importantly, National Youth Advocate Program. Go to... Uh, nyap.org that's nyap.org Zeus and Lou you guys are doing great work man thanks for coming in today we appreciate it Thank thanks for having us absolutely and we're glad that you joined us today we hope that you have a great evening join us again tomorrow from 4 until 6 again until then my name is Brian Fromm you've been listening to The Common Good, Aim 1160 Hope for Your Life